Ashley and Ray Han's with me. Say hi, Ray Han. Hello. And Amy's here. What's up? <laughs> and Rua, my co-host. How you doing? Okay, this is the first episode of Rock Bottom Radio. Basically, I brought you guys on here so you could tell me about your rock bottom, your story. Um, Rayhan is a former dead person. <laughs> she actually died. Back from the dead. <laughs> Thank you for coming back from the grave. So I uh, urban dictionaried the definition of rock bottom because I know that's a pretty efficient way to find out what words mean. Of course. Because, <laughs> you know, nobody can change them and make up their own shit at all. <laughs> so rock bottom is a corrupted lifestyle that is usually caused by poor life choices or a string of misfortune. A lot bad of misfortune. Life choice. Bad life choice. Do you guys have any bad life choices? I mean, why are you not talking, Rayon? Why are you just pointing at the microphone? <laughs> All right. She's like I've scared. Had, I've had one or two bad life choices in my day. Let's talk about them. You mean besides every day you wake up? <laughs> Other than being born. <laughs> wow, guys, I can feel the support. I can really feel it. Um, let's see. Five months ago, I was in the hospital. Dead. Dead. <laughs> For Things a few are clarifying minutes. that, Amy. She, no problem. She was dead. Out cold. Got your back, dog. How long were you actually dead for? Like six minutes. Did you see anything crazy while you were dead? No. Do you remember dying? No. Do, do you remember living? <laughs> no. <laughs> I basically just remember getting woken up on my way to the hospital. I woke up. The paramedics put those. What are those called again? Oh yeah, that the defibrillators. The, de- the defibrillators <laughs> on me. And um, That's I the like worst. Woke up and I was on my way to the hospital. And then, I wait, was- where did where did you die at? Some dude's bathroom. <laughs> Died in a guy's... And I locked myself in there. Which isn't far from what you do during your life. You know what I mean? Being in men's bathrooms. <laughs> Continue. You, you woke up in the ambulance. <laughs> I woke up in the ambulance and... Well, no. I didn't wake up in the ambulance. I woke up for like a second and I went... I was out again. And then I woke up in the hospital and I don't remember what floor I was on, but I remember they were like... What floor you were on? In the, in the hosp- how many floors are there in an ambulance? No, in the, oh, oh, hospital, in the hospital in Cedar okay. Sinai. I didn't know where I was. I remember like after a couple hours, they're like, "We're releasing you in 15 minutes," and I was like, "Okay, good. Like, let me get my shit together and just fucking leave." I got. And you still Venice. haven't haven't done that. And um, they were like, "Work in progress." They were like, "Oh, we're not releasing you out of here. We're releasing you to ICU." Because without this oxygen tank, and I all of a sudden noticed an oxygen tank to my right, they're like, you can't breathe. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Wait, so. She said I still have to You didn't to notice the oxygen mask on your face either? No, no, I was so out of it. Like, I didn't know. Oh. I haven't, like, been in the hospital that many times, and, like, I didn't really know that was, like, I couldn't breathe to help without you. that. I didn't, like. Did I'm... you ever go on an airplane? Yeah, but it never crashed. Did, do you remember them, like. Saying if you ever, like, we're going to crash. Yeah, I was so out of it. I didn't fucking put two and two together. So then. Yeah, I would would notice a tank next to me before I notice something on my face. You'd be surprised. Mm. I was in shock. I don't do heroin. Like an overdose. It's pretty gnarly. I thought I was dreaming. I just saw some, like, weird man's face. 
and I was like convulsing because they had just used the while you were dead. No. You are on a weird. Oh. You're on a weird man's face. <laughs> <laughs> no, Amy. I, so wait. Yeah. So Rayhan was in a bathroom and you were on a face. No, <laughs> makes so much sense. That's actually not what happened. Freaky deaky. <laughs> okay, so you got you. They used a defibrillator on you too. Yeah. And what happened? Do you remember anything from when you were dead? No, I just remember like doing the shot and like I was sitting in my car mm-hmm. and. I was looking at the the like radio and all of a sudden everything just kind of went black and then next thing I knew I like opened my eyes and like there was this weird man with a beard like looking at me and I was like convulsing because they had just used the what is it? Defibrillator. Defibrillator. <laughs> Paddles. What <laughs> the fuck ever. <laughs> and there was like a bright light and I was like convulsing was it- and I but I thought I was dreaming. It like, was a man with a beard? Yeah. Was, was it Joe God. Fisher? It could have been. Probably Joe Fisher. <laughs> or it was my HP. He looks like he'd be someone's higher power. Joe Fisher? Yes. Mm. Joe Fisher looks like Jesus. Maybe for like a Gillette commercial. Were Maybe. you having a spiritual experience? Is that what was going on? No, not at all. Like, I was just, I didn't think any of it was real until there was like a bright light because of the hospital. And then I heard someone say heroin overdose. And then I was like, Oh shit! <laughs> That's like, me. I just died. <laughs> yeah, like they're like, dude, your fucking heart stopped. Mm-hmm. We shot you with Narcan twice, and you didn't wake up. We had to use the defibrillator on so you. So how long were you actually dead for? Probably like ten minutes. Now, do you, do you think that this was your actual like rock bottom? No. Or do you think this is sadly like, no? No. Yeah, that wasn't my rock bottom either. So what was your actual like rock bottom, Rayon? My rock bottom was dragging trash bags down Santa Monica Boulevard. Hell yeah. Wait a minute, you did that? Yeah, because... Because now sh- she just drags shopping bags into the home of Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> this was a little different. I was trying to sell my clothes so I could... Have- Which she has nice clothes, so mm-hmm. they probably go for a lot of money. Yeah, but... Um, they Selling were like your ripped. to hobos? They were ri- no, to like wasteland and like places, but they were ripped... Right. And they were like dragging, and I was like sweating, like all cracked out. Um, why? You did crack. Were you dragging them because they were heavy. <laughs> Duh. Why didn't you just Wait, go get a shopping you were cart too, like yeah, I was normal say, people? You were too embarrassed to get a shopping cart. Or I, I didn't, you didn't think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> Some of them don't like half the ones on the street are like broken. So you go to the store and you steal one. I didn't think about all that, okay? <laughs> I'm sure if she was going to Wasteland to try and get drug money, there were no shopping carts by the... That's true. It yeah. was in the promenade. We'll let that one slide. So you sold all your clothes You're... or what? No, they barely took any of it. <laughs> so rude. How uh, much did you get? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Was it any, like, good amount of money or... No, it was like $150. Oh, yeah, that's not a good amount of money at all when you're trying to buy a sack. Well, what the you hell, just Rayon? so much. I had so much clothes, like, and they only took, like, a few of them. They paid 50 They're like, these are shirt. out of season. <laughs> these are so bell bottoms. So you still made $150. You were still able to buy drugs. What'd you do with that $150? And you still had clothes left over. Sounds like a pretty good day using yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would have been stoked. I know, me too. Well, it gets worse after that. Okay, continue. <laughs> So then I ended up going on a bus back to my apartment, and some guy sh- pulled a knife on me. And For your clothes? No. He was like some cracked out, fu- he was some cracked out guy. Oh. And some I freaked out, 
And then after that, we like became friends. I don't know how. He made friends with the and guy I who ended up the doing bath salts with him. <laughs> Wait a minute, you did bath salts? Yes. How what was that, that like? Did you want to eat someone's face off? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't get to that <clears throat> level, but like I was so sweaty. It was just disgusting. It was so gross. Did you feel is I it felt like, like itchy and stuff. No, it's like the the low part of meth. Yeah, it's like the worst part of smoking the meth. The process of It's like the come down of meth. Why would you do that? So you okay, made so, friends with yeah. the guy who like pulled meth. the knife I thought it was you. meth. Okay. Because you smoke it out of a pookie. Mm-hmm. Which is a meth pipe for people who so don't know. So you didn't eat anyone's face, no. is what you're saying. I just want to mm-hmm. understand how you made friends with the guy who pulled the knife out on That's you. That's true. Like, where, how did the, where was the transition in that? Like, Raham was like, wait, I have clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, buy him food. <laughs> no, like, I remember he was like, what was his name again? He, oh, oh, he has a name. Clarence. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sound like a good name. For a man with a knife. Mr. Bus. Anyway, so Mr. Knife with a Bus. B. Um, you just he, call him Buster? He like no, he was like so barred out or something that like he had like memory loss and he kept going like I forgot I think it was like Jose I don't know, something like Jose or something. And he's like, Hey, I'm Jose and I was like like after he pulled the knife on me and I was like, Hi, he's like, Are you from here? And I was like, No. And, like one minute later he's like, Hey, I'm Jose. I was like, Hi and he's like, Are you from here? And I was like, No. <laughs> And then, like next, he'd be like, "Where are you from?" Like he was so like he seemed, like a like, fifty first dates moment. Okay, so yeah. how did this how did this become your rock bottom? This became, because this just sounds like a typical day of my life. <laughs> I know, right? This became my rock bottom because I ended up getting I ended up going back to my apartment that day, and um, I these drug dealers came to my house and they ended up stealing all of my shit, and I was so cracked out, and um. I ended up getting, like, beat the shit out of, and I called the cops, and I was so out of it that, like, I had all this paraphernalia on the table, and the cop came in, and I was like, oh, my so-so, like, I didn't even care that I got beat up or anything, and then he was like, he felt so bad for me, like, he didn't even get me in trouble, he was just like, you need help, like, do you want me to call someone, and he, like, left the apartment. Did he call the man with the beard? (laughs) No, no, no beard man. No, no bearded, bearded man. man. So you you smoked some basalt and then you went and smoked crack. You were high as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's crazy because as high as you were, you still felt so shitty. Yeah. That's amazing how that works. That's the worst. Yeah. That's and then I ended the up worst. sleeping like through four days, like I think a day after that, and I slept through the day what's her face died, which was a huge deal. What's that woman's name? Bobby Brown's Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. I was in Cry Health Detox when that happened. And it was like two days ago. I was going to call her Oprah. And they're like, two days ago, Whitney Houston died. I was like, check the date. I was like, damn, I've been out for like four days. Like, what the And then from there, what happened? Did you continue to use it? I started having nervous breakdowns and I couldn't leave my apartment without getting like an anxiety attack. And it was really weird. And um, then I ended up going to see a therapist and. For, like, my parents were begging me, so I went to go see him once, and, like, I ended up... I just kept having these anxiety attacks, and, like, I couldn't leave my apartment, couldn't walk down the street. It was so weird. And then finally, he's like, do you want to go to rehab? And I was like, yeah. 
<laughs> so was that like your defining moment, basically, where you hit rock bottom? No. And then <laughs> there was this Let us one point in my life where, like, I... So this is more like, you know, like a fucking mountain slide or something. I want... Like I a week-long like, rock bottom. <laughs> I ended up 5150 because I took, like, like 12 Xanax bars and half a bottle of Grey Goose. And I Hell think yeah. that, like, I purposely <laughs> was trying to, like, die. And I woke up in the hospital and I failed at it. And they're like, we're 5150. So was know? that the first time you failed at dying? Yes. Jesus, Rayhan. But I ended up in the hospital on the 5150, and this guy that was all old with, like, trauma from the war or something, he kept thinking I was, like, a Russian spy, and I, like, went along with it, and I was, like, fucking with him the whole time. Mm. Wow. And then I made... So I'm sure you really added to his rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of... I don't know. I was so out of it. I was, like... I was, like, playing up being crazy in the hospital. Let me hear your Russian spy And then I found a boyfriend... At the 5150 hospital. Oh, Fuck my yeah. God. You found a boyfriend at the 5150 hospital. Of course you did. Yeah. What did he look like? He was Mexican. So, <laughs> so Amy, what, what was your rock bottom like? If it wasn't oh you dying either. I know. Which I is weird because you would think that, you know, death would be a defining moment for us. I know, right? And I mean, not. that was the last time that I've, I used, you know, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't. I kind of just, like, joked around about it afterwards and was like, whoops, I guess I used too much, you know, and then... <laughs> Overshot went the on, mark. <laughs> went on with my life, you know, and I'd never been in a hospital like that from overdosing before. Um, my <clears throat> rock bottom would be, I mean, I think just the last week before I came into community recovery, I was living on the train tracks um, in Simi Valley, and... <clears throat> I was just so tired. I was tired of, you know, having to hustle every single day by myself, come up with some kind of money. Um, I was dope sick out there, like, walking through, like, sand and bushes, and, like, I was afraid to go to sleep, so I started shooting meth, and um, I was out there by myself, so it was, like, anyone else who was out there homeless, it was, like, I'm a little girl who was looked at as a target. So I was, like, terrified to go to sleep. I'd wake up under, like, trees on a mattress, like, wrapped in a fucking wet blanket and shit. It was awful, dude. And I remember I finally, like, got a hold of some heroin, and um, and I wasn't shooting it at that point because I wasn't really strung out on heroin right at that point. And um, I was just like, fuck it. I found a rig, like, in an old campsite because I needed a rig, you know. I don't I didn't know where this rig came from and I went in the jack in the box bathroom and it was kind of like you like I didn't really realize I was trying to kill myself, but it was like I sat on the bathroom floor for a good 10 minutes like this shot <laughs> is probably too much for me. I should just do half of it and it was like a battle in my head and I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. Let's just see what happens." Next thing I know, I'm like waking up to, like, paramedics hooking me up mm. to all kinds of weird wires and shit and cops, and I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, I didn't know <laughs> until I woke up that, like, I was trying to kill myself. I remember thinking about my niece and my nephew, who are my entire world, and just being like, everyone else would be better off without me. Like, I would cause less pain if I was just completely erased from this world. Isn't that crazy? Because I've, I've, I've gone through that multiple times. 
Yeah, it's I mean, super. And plus it's such it a real help. feeling. Yeah, and it, it didn't help that I'd been up for like seven days straight either. So obviously I was not thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. I remember looking in the mirror and I was, I didn't really leave the train tracks very much and I didn't have a mirror. And I remember looking in the mirror in the bathroom and like my jaw literally dropped. I was just like, dude, I don't even like know who this person is. Like I was, there was just nothing. I was completely soulless. Like yeah. they talk about being hopeless. Like, at that moment, like, I, there was no hope for me, and I went to jail, Uh, the only thing I remember was, like, the cop pulling over on the side of the freeway and making me drink his Starbucks coffee, because I guess I had stopped breathing in the backseat of his car, and then, um, I, they ended up ORing me, and I got out, and I went straight back to the train tracks, and my ex had been in community recovery, and, he somehow got a hold of me and I just remember and I had like I we were together he got in here and I ran off with some other dude like out in the train tracks in the hills and shit and was like okay fuck you you know (laughs) and um he was calling me like are you are you done and I remember like I was the one who like fucked him over and I was sitting on the phone with them just screaming and I was just like what the fuck is the point you can't come back from this like there's like I'm done you know I'm gonna <clears throat> stay out here I'm either gonna kill myself I'm gonna get hit by a train which I've seen someone get hit by a train or someone's gonna beat me to death like that's my options and they gave me the option to come here they finally got me in and I did not want to go like, I had been to treatment before, and I was just like, I don't want to go. And this guy that, like, I was sleeping in his tent for a few days, he was like, well, if you don't want to go, like, why are you going trying to convince me not to go? And, like, I guess this is what you would call a moment of clarity, but I was just like, of course I don't want to go to rehab. Like, who wants to go to fucking rehab? But yeah. I would be a fucking <clears throat> fool if I didn't, you know? Right. Like, I'm going to die, you know? And at that point, I think I had finally fallen asleep and um I ended up missing my appointment for here because um I got pulled over on my bicycle because I had a machete (laughs) hanging out of the side of my bag and the cop knew me and he was like waters what are you doing you can't be riding your bicycle with a machete (laughs) hanging off the side of your belt like what are you doing? And I was like, I gotta get to my appointment. I'm going to rehab. <laughs> and I missed my appointment. And then um, I ended up talking to my parents and they drove me like the next day or something. And um, Where was your appointment at? How? Okay. Hills. You, well, you were driving, you were riding your bicycle from Simi <laughs> Valley <laughs> to how? <laughs> no, I was trying to get to my parents' house in Simi Valley. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Sorry. that is a trek. that is some real mission well you know it's weird because it's like I've had those moments of clarity where it's like that feeling where you're looking in the mirror and you don't see anybody staring back at you like and it wasn't really so much a rock bottom for me but I can remember living in LA I was living downtown with my mom somewhere off Temple Street and I had probably just done like one of the biggest shots I've ever done in my life and I was (laughs) super high and it was one of those ones where your eyes are like bouncing around oh yeah and I looked in the mirror and like I I remember just like touching my face because I didn't feel like the person looking back at me was really there. Yeah. Like I didn't feel real, you know? And it was like one of those moments where I was like, holy crap. 
this is not me. It's terrifying. It's super scary. And I'm used to my pupils being really small when I'm high, <laughs> you know? And I looked in the mirror, and they were fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. Just black, you know? And, I, I mean, my jaw literally dropped. I was just like... I'm done. <laughs> now, do you do you guys think that like when people hit <clears throat> when people hit rock bottom, is that like, I don't think that's necessarily what always makes them stop using. Mm-mm. No, I I've used yeah since I've then, used since, since that then. moment. This story was like from four years ago. Right, and you and you've continued to use since then. So what was the change? I guess now getting clean, like what was the change from then? What's keeping you clean now? Like why are you? What was the defining moment in your life? That has kept you clean this far this time. Why are you asking me? Both of you. I mean. Go ahead, Rehan. I just talked. <laughs> I think that from my last overdose, I've been clean since then. Mm-hmm. Like almost dying. When you were a former dead person, Rehan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zombie. I think that really woke me up because I wasn't out for that long right before that. So I was still like. Just, like, seeing the look on, like, other... Like, I didn't know I died for, like, that long until I woke up and, like, seeing the look on people's faces. Were your parents there? No, they didn't even come visit me in the hospital. Did they know that you were in the hospital? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They were mad. They were so mad. I'm sure that, I mean... I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> they love no, you. I mean, I'm like, trying to think of some consoling words. Like, how, nothing's coming to me. I mean, like, that me. shit really hit me hard, you know? Like, I was like, this is enough. So who was there in the hospital with you? Ninon was there. China came to visit me. Reno came to visit me. Mikey came to visit me. Because um, I, I remember when you died. Yeah. I remember hearing too. about it. And yeah. I remember everybody in this community was, like, really worried about you. Mm-hmm. And then I also remember when you came back to the community. And I remember almost kicking your ass in the van. Excuse <laughs> me, it was the other way around. Oh, okay. That's not good. We're, still, we're just going to continue this for another time. <laughs> a sense of tension here? No, no. You know what? Rayhan and I, I don't, we didn't clash very well at the beginning, but now I love her. Rayhan doesn't. Yeah. Clash with anyone. I know she's first. one of those people. You either hate me or love me. She's just one of those people, you know. <laughs> and it, and I'm glad that you are you are still alive. Why? Thank you. And I, I know that you know there are. Were, you still alive? I don't know, dude. I think a part of her might have died. <laughs> Something. The bad part. I was gonna Hopefully. say a couple brain cells, but that. <laughs> we don't need them. It's all right. It's okay, dude. I shot meth. I got a lot of them dead. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So dead after this. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so who, those people in the community came to visit you in the hospital. Yeah. And did that make you feel, like, important and loved? I mean, yeah, it did. Like, I really built relationships in this place, and, like, um, everybody was right. They all said, those people that came to visit me, like, two weeks before that, they are like, you're going to end up, like, getting high like you're going down that path and I was like what the fuck are you talking about and like I did and they like saw me in the hospital and they're like I told you you know like you know what I was just thinking about when Rayhan came to Lachusa and how badly she wanted to move and you've been there like what four months now yeah and I she don't want to move at she doesn't want to move <laughs> mm-hmm. 
We like to have well, you. Well, I, I mean, I think that the people, like, in the community and, you know, in the fellowship of AA or NA in general or any A that you want to use, um, I think it's we're able to be there for each other more during those times and, like, our families. They don't get it. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. They're like, why the hell are you using drugs again? They don't understand, you know? And so it's, like, it's hard for them to wrap their minds around it. Whereas us, it's like if we relapse, we're able to reach out to each other and be there for each other because we, we fucking get it, dude. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, hey, she's another suffering addict just like me. Yeah. He's suffering just We've like me. We've all been there. Exactly. And so, you know, it's it's <clears throat> a lot of us do pass judgment. I, I just know for myself, it's like when I see someone struggling or someone that's relapsed, I, I try not. I don't pass as much judgment, I guess. Yeah. Because I've been there. I mean, yeah, know? I can't judge. I was such a mess when I first got here. I try to pick fights with Everyone, oh my God, dude. <laughs> what did I say to that gone, girl? Like, you want to get high feet? Let's fucking go. Yeah, you even yelled at Eden. Oh, remember? <laughs> you said some awful things, dude. But she said to Corey. She's, oh, um, God. When you first got at how, man, I remember we all had like a cohort or it was a group. I just wanted to that. fight everyone, like physically. We were like, we're all teaming up against this girl, and we are gonna push her out of the house. Like she does not belong here. Like <laughs> we need to get this girl out. <laughs> so who was in the hospital when you woke up, Amy? No one. How did that feel? I was honestly so out of it. I really did not know what was like going I kept falling out the whole time I was at the hospital until the nurse came in and was like do you want us to shoot you with Narcan again if you don't stay awake like you keep like stopping breathing you know and I was like oh okay I don't want that so um but I my all I didn't remember getting pulled out of the car so I'm like do I even have my purse so like my first thing is like where the hell is my phone and I look and I see my purse sitting on the counter. So I like grabbed my, I had them grab my purse and I grabbed my phone and like this, this guy that I was seeing at the time, um, I had lied to him and told him that like I was home already and randomly he texted me and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, okay, don't be mad, but I'm in the hospital. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I decided to use and I overdosed him in the hospital and um I thought he was gonna be like that's it we're done you know and he ended up coming to the hospital with me and he like laid in the bed with me and like gave me the support that I needed I didn't want to call my family or anyone um I didn't want them to worry and he just stayed with me the whole time until they released me and I mean when he got there he was like you know that like if you continue to keep using, like, I can't see you anymore. And I was like, yeah, I understand. Like, I'm done, you know, and I didn't use since then. Um, it didn't really scare me, though, you know? Like, I wasn't like, oh, I just died. Like, I've never overdosed like that. But it was kind of just like, well, I can't do that, you know? Like, <laughs> that was the last time I'm going to try that. And I remember, like, before I fell out, it was like, I remember, like, the feeling of, like, the shot going through my body or whatever, and I didn't like it. I didn't like not being myself anymore. And I think that feeling was enough for me to be like, okay, like, I don't need heroin to feel better. Like, I've found a better way of life, and, like, this is how I want to live my life now, you know? Like, I don't feel comfortable not being myself anymore. Yeah. 
And, you know, I kind of experienced that same thing, like, this last relapse. Because I had 18 months clean. And then I relapsed for, like, three weeks. And I noticed myself start to do things that I hadn't done in a long time. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't that person that was loaded anymore. And then when I started to do things that I noticed myself doing, I was like, holy crap. Like, what the hell just happened? Because I'm high. You know, and I I overdosed on meth one time. Mm -hmm. And... I, you know, I, I overshot the mark <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I was living in this house, which was a, it was like a legit room that I was renting and, and they had like, house. no, they had like house rules, <laughs> like no drugs, no alcohol, no overnight guests and stuff like that. And, um, I, I know they must've noticed me, like something started going on, you know, cause I was acting really weird. Like I was, I was tweaking. And so, um, I just remember Shit I was weird. <laughs> yeah. Real weird, real quick. And I remember I was like. Okay, you know, I'm just going to go into treatment, right? So I'm going to I'm going to do this this shot right here and I'm going to get really high. And um I had like hardwood floors and uh I was I was at my home like by myself and it was probably about I don't know, like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I, I did this shot and all, the next thing I know is I I feel my head smack the ground and I wake up on my floor and I'm and my na- my like roommates are knocking on the door and they're like, "Hey, are you okay?" I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I, like, came out of it. And I was like, oh, I just tripped over my trash can. Ugh. Right? Oops. And I get up, and, like, you know, the rig had, like, rolled under the, under the like, dresser. And I, I realized, like, because I was really disoriented. And I was like, holy shit, I think I just had a seizure. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had a meth-induced seizure. Which, for me, like, I'd been to the hospital before with, like, mad anxiety because I did too much or something. You know what I mean? But, like, this was, like, this was bad. And so, like, I called people, and they're like, oh, drink milk. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, first of all, if you're high, you don't have milk in the fridge, okay? <laughs> it's, like, the last thing I want to drink when I'm high, let no. alone, you know, right. like, if I have water, maybe, probably not. But, you know, I just remember waking up, and I was, like, and I was alone again. And I hadn't experienced that loneliness in a long time. And then it's, not like, not just, like, the physical loneliness, but I was, like, oh, my God, nobody's here again. And I like I I wasn't even there anymore, and it's like that horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, you know Scary. I got and after I woke up, I was really super high, and so I was like super paranoid because I was supposed to check on probation. I'm like laying on the couch, and I'm like tripping out. And I call my mom, and I'm like, Mom, I'm freaking out. And she's like, What is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm high, and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, Okay, at this point, I knew I hit rock bottom, okay? Because I was like talking Calls to my mom. mom. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm screwed. I called my mom. <laughs> I was like trying to hide it. I thought I was getting away with it. And like, then I called my mom screwed. And, um, I remember I, I went out to Ventura. I came back and long story short, I ended up getting arrested again and I go in to probation and, uh, she arrests me and I, I get taken into Todd road. And I just remember that smell of booking. Ugh. Ugh. You know what I mean? So gross. It's like Windex Ugh. and like air freshener and ass. Yeah. All in one. You know what I mean? And it's like they bottle that shit Awful. and spray it in your cell. Nice little color. Yeah. It's disgusting. And I'm in there Ew. and it, it hadn't really hit me yet because I was still pretty loaded. But then as soon as they like had me change out mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, I'm going through this again. And then, you know, you have to sit there and wait for that bus and you get on the bus and you go to the jail. And I get in there and I see like probably 20, 30 people that I know right off the bat. I'm like, great, you know, and it's horrible because it's like before jail had always felt like home. 
It's like, I don't have to hustle no more. I don't got to worry about where my next meal's coming from. I don't got to find somewhere yeah. to sleep. All I got to worry about is how I'm going to get a motherfucking sweatshirt, okay? Because it's cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. So cold. Yeah. It's the worst to kick in there. But I'm in there, and you know what? I felt like I wasn't home anymore. I was like, this sucks. This is not going to be my life. And, you know, I did my seven days and got out and came to community recovery. And I've been clean ever since. But I don't really know if, like, because I've had worse experiences, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I've had worse feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that emotional part. Yeah. It's that emotional bottom. Yeah. And I definitely think, like, I think that we all go through, like, many rock bottoms in life. However, I don't feel like we go through many moments of clarity. Yeah. I feel like there's one. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, okay, I'm done. Ping, the light bulb. Exactly. Like, the light bulb comes on, you know? And you're just like, this you're is just it. It's like, there's no way. Yeah. Because it, it, and it, it really takes an emotional toll on you. Like, just, just over and it's over just and over exhausting. again. It's exhausting. It's like, the, the older you get, the more exhausting it gets. And I feel like dying consistently would be pretty exhausting. pretty fucking yeah. exhausting, <laughs> let me tell you, girl. <laughs> yeah. So schedule so it once exhausting. every week. I you can... know, even when I, like, I, I stole the company car and, like, I was oh, out I for that. a few <laughs> days. Like, I was only out for, like, three days. So, for, and... for people who don't know, Amy can you here. explain, Amy, what, what, what you did? Let's uh, remind them. Let's remind everyone what you did, Amy. Because you've well, been redeemed. I so. have been redeemed, so, so it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it's in the past. Um, well, you see, we had this <laughs> rental car. <laughs> Because they had just moved all of the staff that was living at Howe up to Lachuso when it first opened. And um, I wasn't doing too hot. (laughs) And I was talking to this other client who was, like, becoming staff. And we were hanging out. And I had the rental car one night. And I went to the Westlake meeting. And then I was supposed to meet up with him. And he, like, flaked or something. And then I was just, like, sitting in the... Once again, the Jack in the Box parking lot. <laughs> what is with me and Jack in the Box? I don't know. You're not getting any Feel tacos safe. anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, <laughs> no more Jack in the Box for Amy. And um, finally, he was like, you know what? Let's just kick it. So I drove out to um, L.A. And <laughs> I was talking to Mo. Surprise! <laughs> That's interesting to think about now. Um I was talking to Mo, and I was just like, you know what? I'm so sick of everything right now. I'm fed up. Like, I don't even know what I was complaining about, but I was just, like, not happy. And um, Mo was trying to calm me down, and then he left, and um, the guy that I was with was like, you know, overhearing your conversation right now really, like, triggered me, and I want to use. Should I go get my old phone? And I was like, um... (laughs) sure (laughs) and then we tried to like not but then it was like we were already there you know and so we went to go pick up and we took the car and so you you stole a client and a car yes two Mm -hmm. for one yes (laughs) two birds with one stone yes i stole the car but i was like okay so i can like make it back it was just we were gonna get high i was gonna drop him off and then, but then we got meth, see, and like, okay. we're not. <laughs> That's a game changer. We, yeah. And then we couldn't get heroin like all night. And I'm like, I could go back to work and work, but it was family day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not one of those people who's going to like try and play it off and like come back to work. Like, 
Plus, I'm not going back to treatment and getting caught without using heroin before I come back. <laughs> so then it was, like, time for work, and my phone started blowing up, and we were, like, running around Hollywood. We finally got heroin, and then GHB came into the mix, <laughs> and I'd never done that before. And You guys had, like, a, a super buffet. Do people, yeah. do people do that for, like, recreational use? Is that, like... Something that you do at parties and stuff. GHB. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty it, it, GHB is pretty prevalent in like Holly. I don't Hollywood. understand right now. I yeah, thought, he was like, "You've never thing. done GHB." I was it's like, a huge no. thing in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. So that happened, and um, finally, I mean, wait. So you ingested <laughs> GHB, mm-hmm. drank it, methamphetamine, and heroin, and heroin, all before you thought you were going to go back to work. No, 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 not the oh. GHB. Just meth and heroin. Okay, so once the GHB hit, you were like, nope, not going to work. Yeah. Well, by that point, they already knew that, like, I had disappeared. So I was like, okay, well, we're out now, (laughs) you know? And then I didn't, we weren't driving that much, so I, like, forgot that I had the car, (laughs) you know? And then we had to leave this girl's house because she was, like, really mad that we were there for so long. (laughs) How long were you there? um, Probably, like, a day and a half. Yeah, I think I'd make you leave, too. Yeah. So then we went to some other dude's house, and then we we had been up for, like, almost two days at that point, and then we, like, went to this dude's house, and then I fell asleep, and then I had been telling um, this guy the whole time, like, just do half of a shot. Like, we haven't been getting loaded. Like, just be careful, you know? And then I fell asleep, and he did a shot. Next thing I know, he was, like, on the floor turning blue, and I was giving him CPR, and, like, I've brought a few people back by giving them CPR, and, like, it got to the point with him where, like, his body was stiff, and, like, his tongue was, like, <sighs> hanging out of his mouth. And, was like, this the, the client you stole? Yes. Yes. And um, I had never gotten to the point where it was, like, this isn't working, you know? And I remember I stopped, and the dude whose house we were at the whole time, I'm like, can you help me? Like, his body is locked. Like, I can't, like, do, like move him, you know? And the whole time, this dude is just, like, looking for the dope. He's like, what did he do with the dope? Did he just do all the dope? And I was like, I'm going to kill you once I save him. Um, <laughs> once I save like him, him, you're going to die. Yeah. yeah. And so then I, like, I it got to a point where I just stopped and, like, his head was in my lap. And I was just looking at him and was like, oh, my God, like, this is not happening. Like, I just left treatment with this guy and, like, I killed him, you know? And it was, like, the most terrifying thing, like, seeing his... I could not get that image of his face out of my head for about a month. Which he's alive and well now, yes. everybody. Well, and then finally, <laughs> I was, I remember sitting there and being like, oh, my God, like, he's dead. Like, there's nothing I can do. And I was like, I can't give up. And I continued to give him CPR. And within, like, a minute, he, I mean, he was, like, on the floor, like, dead for a good, like, five minutes. It was terrifying. It'd be interesting to hear what, what he remembers from I that. know. I know. And then, oh, my gosh. And then he's, like, ooh. <laughs> he comes out of it, right? And he, like, stands up, and he's, like, falling over, and I'm trying to, like, pick him up. And he's, like, he, like, won't sit down. I'm, like, sit down. <laughs> Just sit down. And then I was, like, fuck this. This is too much. He needs to go back to treatment, like, so then I start calling people, and then he, like, comes to, and then, like, I buy more dope, and so then I'm doing a shot, and he's like, come sit over here, like, let me have some, and I was like, no, you just sit down, like, don't come near me, I was so pissed, I was so angry, and then, 
Um, he called Josh Lazy, and Josh Lazy came and picked him up, and I was like, okay, good, now I can just go. I'm going to drop the car off somewhere, and I'm going to go back to the train tracks, and it was that same thought process. Like, if I go back there, I'm either going to get hit by a train, I'm going to kill myself, or someone else is going to beat me to death. And I was like, eh, eh, I don't think I'm going to do that. And I uh, finally drove myself back to here, um, like an hour after. Isn't it crazy how, like, the addicts, like, are passive aggression to life circumstances? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, real life shit. We're like, ah, death, who cares? I know. Like, shoot it, you know what I mean? It's like. That was so scary. I think yeah. you just get used to the idea and nothing else seems plausible. So you're just like, fuck it. Whatever happens yeah. is going to happen. You're going to be you're that gonna moment, beat me to death. Go for it. It was that moment of clarity, though, that you were talking about where it's like, I don't want to die now. You know, like I've been in that position before and like I have a lot to live for and I have a lot to offer this world. And like, I'll just go back to treatment. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the the beauty of it is we don't always have to be in treatment. Like one yeah. day, one day, right? One day. I mean, it's like, you know, that, that saying where it's like, we didn't become addicted in one day. So remember, Newsy does it because mm-hmm. it's like so true. It's like, I didn't, I didn't do meth the first time. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. I want to do this for the next eight years. You know, it's not something I did. And it's like I got clean one day and I was like, hell yeah, I want to be clean for the rest of my life. (laughs) Definitely not. You know, because that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like that. And I think it's like over the course of time, because, you know, I can just say, looking at everyone in this room, how far everybody has come. How crazy that is. (laughs) So weird. Like, do you you guys ever stop to appreciate the fact of how much work you have individually done for yourselves to change? I don't know exactly if I stop and think about that, but sometimes it's crazy to me to think about how miserable I was before I came in here. Like, not even just the desperation to be, like, clean or happy. Like, how disgusting I felt all the time. Like, where dying seemed like the only... Mm-hmm. thing that made sense like I and being like just stiff all the time and not being able to like think for myself and then being here and just like I mean I, I wasn't very happy the first couple of months I was really fucking bad actually I think everybody hated me when I first got here but to like to be able to just do things like regular normal people things and just be like happy and content with where I'm at right now is like insane to me how much difference like it makes. Yeah. Even in the last month that you've been at Lachusa, like there's been a huge change. (laughs) Yeah. Huge. There has. Thanks. Like you're smiling and you're like, Oh, because I haven't felt like this in so long. Like, you forget that you can even be mm-hmm. okay. Like, even if it's not happy or you're not, like, ecstatic for life, like, just to be, like, all right. Like, mm-hmm. to feel safe and feel like, you know, you don't have to worry about what you're going to do the next day. Or, like, I don't stress about, like, what I'm going to do in the future or anything yeah. anymore. I don't feel like I have to be an asshole to every person I meet, <laughs> which, which was my favorite part of life. Right? But... Which I, str- you know, I struggled with that for a long time. Um at first, I struggled with the feeling that I, like, the fact that I thought feelings were going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to be sad forever. He broke my heart. I'm never going to be the same. And then it was like, okay, you know, and then I would learn, like, okay, I'm going to be sad, but it's going to get better. And then that fucking bugged me because it was like, what do you mean I don't have an excuse to be miserable forever? Right. And then that went away. And then now it's like, I finally got to a point where it's like, you know what? Feelings change. They pass. I'm good. 
Yeah. You Which, know what's crazy? And I've seen all of you guys come into treatment. Yeah. Amy, Amy was here <laughs> when I first got here. Oh, and I thought I was going to rip my hair out every single day. And every time I'd come in, Amy's like, you're doing great, Ashley. <laughs> like, sh- you don't understand. We should just tell everyone that's the first phase of treatment, like wanting to fucking freak out and rip your hair out of your hair. I, really think, I, think, I think everybody knows the first phase of treatment is like, want to rip your hair out and die. They ask how long it lasts, though, and you can't give them an answer. Like Because I think it's different for every person. Well, it's willing. It, it, it depends, like, how willing you are to, like, do the steps and find relief. Like, that's yeah. how we find relief is through the steps, you know? And, and I think, I really feel like the steps, like, mind fuck the shit out of you, yeah. right? Yes. You're, like, doing them, you're like, oh, this shit ain't gonna help, right? And you're, like, yeah. doing it. It's and like then you're like magic. Yeah, you're, like, <laughs> honestly doing it. Then you get to, like, <laughs> your fifth step, you, like, feel a little lighter. You get to your sixth, you're like, oh, God, I got a lot of fucking problems. You start trying right. to work on him. You ask God to help you. And then, like, you hit seven, you're like, wham, all right, take these away. And then eight, you're like, holy shit, I've changed. What is this witchcraft? Dude, Who nine is this was, woman? Like, and I think, I think that's, you know... That's a reason. That's a reason why this treatment center, per, in particular, works so well. Mm-hmm. Because I've been to like I don't know a lot of rehabs, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and they don't they don't work. Yeah, because they don't they're not based on the twelve steps, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't understand. It's like I'm, I'm sorry, like, but a massage ain't gonna fix me. Yeah, yeah. acupuncture yeah. will not cure me. Yeah. Exactly. There's something going on in my way of thinking that is not correct here. And like I just don't understand. Well, I guess I do understand. I, you know, I was talking money. I was talking to Ando a few weeks ago. <laughs> and um. I was telling him I was like, "You know what? I just feel like sometimes like I'm insane." He's like, "You are not insane." <laughs> sometimes you're an idiot. your brain just talks to you in weird ways because <laughs> you are an addict. <laughs> It's so funny. I think that this, like, the crazy thing about the steps is, like, they work, they can work for anybody, whether you're an addict or you're, like, whatever you're addicted to, whether it be food or sex or sleep or whatever. Yeah. Or just, like, they're just pretty much basic guidelines of how not to be a piece of shit. Like, yeah. Like, and I think they how to be okay, like, within yourself. Yeah. And they really allow you to, uh, not just the steps, but I feel like the the fellowship itself really allows you to not feel alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is huge. And it's like if you don't if you don't do the work behind it, like you can even still feel alone, like yeah. in a room full of people. You can totally... Like I've experienced that sitting in a meeting. Like I'm surrounded by people all the time, and yet like I can still feel so alone. You're just you looking know? at how like, different. That's you are. what's so important about the steps too. Is like it's to help you find a higher power of your own understanding. So like in those moments, like you know you're not alone. Yeah. You know. And I have a qu- I have a question. Then we'll end on this. Have you guys um, now that you know you guys have worked steps and you guys have gone through it? Have you guys ever felt more grateful for spending time by yourself? Like, have you felt more comfortable being alone with yourself? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I love it. Isn't it great? It's it's so isn't weird. It weird. It's like it's like a snake shedding its skin. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it's like new skin. New mind, like yeah, you know, you feel so great. You still, yeah. if you used to, if you would have left me alone like a couple months ago, I've been anxiety attack, freak out, call anyone in my phone book or wherever, yeah, just so someone would hang out with me because I couldn't be by myself. And now I just feel like at peace with myself, and I can 
hang out with my higher power, whatever, like HP. appreciate myself. <laughs> like it's, that is, that is, I'm a Mac. That is one of the crazy <laughs> things like to like have like separation anxiety from people. And now you can just chill. Yeah. It's, it's so nice. It's weird because you know what? Like I, I am able to even just like, I couldn't understand before why I would get so frustrated when I was alone, mm-hmm. like driving down the freeway in traffic right fucking wanting to rip my hair out <laughs> i not just because... wanted a gun so i could shoot everyone else <laughs> yeah not because you know there were so many people on the road but because i didn't know how to just be alone with me and it's like it's amazing because that's where you know this life has taken us it's like we are finally at peace with us yeah hell yeah so I want to thank you guys for coming in and doing the show with us. Thank you, Rayhan. I'm mm-hmm. glad you're not a former dead person anymore. Agreed. <laughs> and I'm glad you've been redeemed, Amy, and I love mm. you guys. You guys are great. I love great. you guys, too. I'm glad we're all Thank you, alive. Rua. You've been an amazing co-host. You are appreciated. That's why. That's why I bought That's why I bought